You should play it. Derek, you seem like the kind of guy that'd be into trains. Or like Seems like a Derek Derek kind of game. I would be into trains? Welcome to the Xbox Game Passengers Podcast. I'm your host, Derek. This is the show where each episode, myself and a guest, will dissect and discuss a single game that's available on Microsoft Xbox Game Pass. A game is chosen for us, usually completely at random. Whether it's a magical or horrible experience, we'll force ourselves through it, share our thoughts, and let you know whether or not the game is worth your time. That was really close. Uh, <laughs> did you have that written down, or do you just, are you just a fan of the show? I'm just a fan of the show. Yeah. Oh. Uh, April Fools. Ha. Gotcha. Gotti. Um, this isn't <laughs> April this... Fools. I've never listened to it. <laughs> um, let's do it right. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode. I I fucked up. I fucked up our own. Oh shit. Okay. Um, this is level two zero two slappers only. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode. Of, man, I forgot my own intro. <laughs> man, April Fools on me backfired. Did, e- egg on the did face. we really do an April Fools gag the day before April Fools? That's going to be posted like a week after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's it, the real fool here? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're all living in our own little clown world. Ah, drinking my tea. So, so I I learned that um in the pre-show that Derek um doesn't set an alarm. He's some sort of fucking mutant, and he just wakes up in the morning. I, it's a problem. I'm, it's not a good thing. I, I mean, don't I don't set an alarm either. Sleep, um, and I just wake up at five, and instantly my mind is racing, and then there's no chance of sleeping again. So, Josh, uh, hold on. You don't either? You don't set an alarm, Josh? I I just wake up when I'm supposed to wake up at all times. What the fuck? You know how you know it's how they did it in the old days. You know the sun sets, you go to bed. The sun rises, you wake up. Yeah, but also tend to the tend to the cattle. First of all, you don't have cattle. Second of all, this is you don't know. You don't know what it's like up here. You can't come to Canada. What do you mean up here? I'm way higher than you. I just what? think of America as as below. You know, yeah, America is below. Alaska yeah. is its own sovereign nation. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Josh? Oh, nothing. Well, I was going to say, but no, but I was thinking that I don't really have to set an alarm anymore anyway, because Megan gets up for work like an hour and a half before I do. So I just wake up whenever she wakes up, which is like at 430 in the morning. And then I just sit there until it's time to go to work. And then I'm still late every day. (laughs) Wow, that's that's wild. Well, I mean, Josh, yours, I mean, yours makes sense. Like, Derek, does does. Michaela wake you up uh sometimes like she I, I i mean she's a nurse so she does get up early when she does have to work but even if she's not going to work i wake up preposterously early huh interesting so uh, so yeah. when you when you wake up in the morning you said your mind's racing what are you thinking about <laughs> uh, i don't know i'm I, I, i'm actually exploring this right now and it might be a, a, a condition that uh, uh i'm not ready to talk about yet but all sorts of things basically 
So I'm so sorry. From, from the Full House theme song to, you know, what I have to do at work to like a conversation I fucked up yesterday, all sorts of things. Oh, so, I would have I'm assumed so... that it was which ending is canon for Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> you just added that to his fucking list. He's, what, what ending is canon? I... Um, spoilers to the first one. I watched a, like a, a comedic like retelling of the game. That fucking ending for the first one w- was f- stupid bonkers. <laughs> it is pretty bonkers. It's like, yo, what? Like, first of all, they had this atrocious writing by these people that were p- pretending to nah, be teenagers. It was fun. It was. It felt like teenagers. What, what was it like? Like <laughs> wowzers. Like, it was hella. It was hella good. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll go back to the nineties with no doubt. Um, wh- like, they, they, they say hello all the time in the game, so that was a reference to Oh, that. okay, yeah. okay. And um, what was it like? Go fuck your selfie. That made me. I oh. wanted to. I wanted. To, <laughs> I wanted to uninstall my PlayStation. <laughs> but, dude, so, I've been watching Riverdale. The, I thought lately. it was the game you were wished that Death Stranding was. Oh god, dude, dude. Um. From that uh, that photograph that I sent you guys uh, in the off channel, I wonder if there's any crossover with Life is Strange and the themeology of that photograph I sent you. <laughs> if anyone wants to find out, go. Never mind. Don't go <laughs> to our Instagram. I'm not going to post it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we got no. an Instagram now. Josh, tell us about it. Yeah, we have an Instagram page. Tr- um, trying to build it up. Just started it about a week ago, but we've just been sharing dank memes and cool stuff from some events we've been to some news it's a kind of a mixed bag of everything so yeah check it out if you haven't already at geekscape games on instagram yeah and um somebody that worked with jonathan uh whose username is geekscape.net accidentally tags geekscape games (laughs) in uh their promo for a movie he worked on and (laughs) (laughs) um but they're 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 from Brazil, so there's no way for me to be like, "Hey, <laughs> you got the wrong guy." So you can't translate that. There's not. There's not websites where you can switch that around. That's an. That's that's effort. That's effort. I have. A, it's I have not a, an app on your phone or an extension that searches Bing for yourself. There you go. I hey, I just got another free month of Xbox Game Pass today. I just there was a really great deal where uh, CD keys had turkey region game pass keys for uh three months for 18 canadian dollars and uh that was a great deal because you know it worked out to about six dollars a month so i i bought six more months and i'm good through 2024 now basically Um, i if i had known about that i would have tried to get that too um mine actually just expired so i bought three years of Oh, I mean that's still the be- that's the best way to do it. But I'm just afraid that by the time mine expires, that won't work anymore. So I keep like anytime there's a moderate deal, I keep like topping it up to three years again. Right, but, like that's the way to do it. I just am too afraid that. What am I afraid? You know, I'm too afraid I'm gonna have to pay full price if they pull this thing. You know, I don't. Know, it doesn't make any sense. But I mean that 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 product is also what fuels your your show xbox game passengers yeah so i feel like you shouldn't shouldn't worry what were were you gonna say josh like you like did you just straight up buy three years i bought three years of live but the thing about it now is i have to go a month without game pass for it to work to its full potential because when you when you upgrade to game pass you have to buy a minimum of one month but the maximum you can have is three years at a time so i have to basically (laughs) sign up for three years of xbox live 
without Game Pass, let a month lapse and then up- upgrade for upgrade to Game Pass for that one month, so it'll tack on, um, tack it back up to like the thirty six months, and I, then I I'll be set for, for three I years. thought when you were converting to Game Pass, I thought it you could go past the thirty six month specifically for the the sign up process. I'm not Does sure. Not you? I, I, um, I'll have to I, try. And it. I can't remember if it would total 37 months or if it would be like, "Hey, you're still topped off at 36 months, so you like lose a month, but the rest of it becomes Game Pass as well." You know what? I'll I'll try it out after the show's over because I have enough. I have that auto redeeming um, option on the rewards thing, so I'm getting ten dollars every month. <laughs> yeah. Um, at a discount, so I have I have plenty of Microsoft credit that I could just use to throw a, a one month of Game Pass at it yeah, and see what happens. Go. Man, and I thought I thought my extension was convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a sick deal, man. You I get mean, like so a, it's like fifty bucks a year or something at that point. You you reminded me, and okay, I want to preface this with: if you're in this situation, I'm sorry, but it reminds me of back when I was on food stamps, and I had to be like, all right, so put 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 the beef on this card and then we're going to put this card in this one. And then, uh, uh, I have a little bit of credit on here and this and that, like moving your, your game pass around shot me back, shot me back to the good old days. Speaking of, they did mention today that they're trying to launch a, uh, game pass family plan. Did you guys see that? I did read that. Yeah. I think it wasn't from an official source yet, but it says they're working on it basically, which I know like, because it's it, you can kind of have it across two Xboxes. Like if you set one your home, as your home Xbox, and then it just means on the other Xbox only your user can use it. And so it's clunky, but you can kind of use it across two. But like I have, you know, like I have a friend with like three kids, and they all have an Xbox. And it's like <laughs> there's just no good way to manage a subscription for a family at this point. So I know that that'll be welcomed by many. And you could um, probably do if it works the same as like the Nintendo Online. You could very easily just like buy a family plan of game pass and just split it amongst like eight people or whatever. And then it'll be a lot cheaper for everybody involved. Um, uh, two things. One, I didn't know they didn't do that. So that news was, was surprising. Actually three things Two, the guy that tweeted, it was like, Hey, got a small, uh, nobody said like a smaller, medium sized, uh, bit of Microsoft news for Xbox fans. And that tweet blew the fuck up. And he responded like, guys, I said it was small chill out and then and then he said the the family pass thing number three my girlfriend i have a bunch of people on my youtube premium account or like youtube yeah youtube premium they call it now uh and i have the family plan and my girlfriend's on there and she got a uh she got an email from google saying like hey um you need to confirm your address uh to make sure you're still in the physical house of the person who no way really yeah and I I texted everyone else who's on there. I'm like, yo, did you get this? And they're like, like no. does that is is it just like like does it ask for like ID with the address on it or how how what's the proof that you need? Uh, I think like uh, update your your like your YouTube account like billing address or something. Um, and I asked everybody else on the list, and they're like, no, I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Well, she just got a Google Pixel direct from Google. Uh, so I'll probably put her on a list somewhere like, hey, we didn't ship that phone to to this. So um, so they're they're out there. And I'm sure I'm sure Microsoft will be like, hey, you all need to be at the same IP address for this or something. Thoughts? 
I mean, probably. It's like, it's like, and the same conversations are happening. You know, there's, it came out like last week or two weeks ago that Netflix is like testing in certain countries. Like, you can pay extra to be able to share your account, and everyone's freaking out because they're like, I should just be able to share it anyways. And, and I don't know. So there's like, it feels like the same thing along those lines. And it's like, it makes sense why people do it, but it also makes sense that like, why they wouldn't want you to do it because that's a home that they could get a full subscription from type thing. And I don't know really where the, where the line is. Um, yeah. It's like, like I pay for my own Netflix and I don't share my Netflix with anyone, but also I, pay a dude on reddit three dollars a month so i can use his hbo max because i can't get it here so like <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's like a weird i i feel weird about it but if it was like don't do this or like you're gonna go to jail then i would stop also just let me buy hbo max for real and i will take it like i don't know i mean you can you can blame the studios for international licensing laws well, and I like in Canada, there's a the worst streaming service that pretty much exists is called Crave TV. Uh, <laughs> did, did, and they... Didn't I bring that up on a podcast? And you're like, how the fuck do you know about that? I, I think you did. And I <laughs> talked about how terrible it is. I also pay for Crave TV, <laughs> but I like <laughs> because they have the I will the, spit beverage everywhere. <laughs> they have the rights to the HBO content in Canada. Not that they get all of the HBO content, but they get a lot of it, which doesn't matter because I have HBO Max. But they also get the it's like the only real place to get like the stars content and Showtime content. So I like pay for it for that. But if it's on HBO Max, I won't touch it on Crave because the quality is atrocious in comparison. Wow, it's wild. (laughs) That is is a wild wild west of streaming services. Man, do you remember like back in the day when um, uh, Netflix was coming out and they're like, yo, you're gonna be able. You're gonna be able to get all your. Con- you don't have to buy a, a stupid cable package. You're not gonna have to spend two hundred dollars a month to get the channel you want. You're gonna be able to get exactly what. Yeah, you- man. It's everyone's like, oh, it's just a cable all over again, and that's bullshit. Because my like mom and Michaela's mom, they have cable, and I'm like, how much do you pay for your cable? And they're like four thousand dollars a month, and like it's and like and you don't even have a DVR, so you still are stuck watching shows when they tell you that the time that the show is on, like. That we're in the golden age of like content is so good right now. It's it is so affordable compared to what cable is. I can watch it whenever I want. Um, you know, you can share passwords with your friends if you want. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Yes, there are. Yes, it, it is annoying that there are so many different services and that like, oh, the content that you love that used to be here is now over here. But just like fucking deal with it and remember <laughs> that cable is four thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Derek, uh, I love your your um, chutzpah. I love how much you stand up for what you believe in. It makes perfect sense that you were in Ottawa in those trucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm proud of you. Hey, they lifted the mandates, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I, I I was not just for for the record. I was not <laughs> part of any truck. Uh, I've never even been in a truck. I, probably, uh, probably, you know, you were born in a truck, boy. You were Canadian. <laughs> I mean, I am from like a little redneck but, hick town, but I left because I didn't fit in. So, but did you play SnowRunner? No, I know I've never played SnowRunner. <laughs> um, but Shane, well, the way Shane talks about it, like I would like to try it. Not not enough to actually try it, but. <laughs> It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've preached all about SnowRunner. Um, it is a fun, it, it, you approach it like a puzzle game and you, it's just a fun problem solving game. And um, I don't know. 
Um, I'm like one of those guys that are really into trains. I guess I'm really into trucks. Okay. It's cool. You should play it. Derek, you seem like the kind of guy that'd be into trains or like, seems like a Derek, a Derek <laughs> what does kind of game. I would be into trains. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the little model trains that like you have a whole basement for and they like just go around They're and like you real paint trains, the, paint the trees and stuff. Oh, I don't, I don't, I mean, that seems cooler, I guess, but I don't <laughs> find that interesting at all. Um, you, Josh, you're familiar with the guys that go like, look at trains, right? I mean, I've heard of them. Yeah. Do you know what? I've never what? been blessed with their presence. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so a little bit of trivia. You know how like everyone, like every hobby has a name, like that weird name for coin collectors. And there's like the weird name for like stamp collectors. And um, oh, um, oh, shit. This, uh, who does stamps? They got a weird name. Um, Oh my god! Uh, I forgot. One of my clients uh, is the like Anchorage, Alaska Stamp Collector Society, and they have a name. Anyway, irrespective of that, uh, trains n- trains are whatever. But I did collect stamps as a child. Okay, so what's the name for a stamp collector? I could not tell you. Wow! So you weren't like I, a perform- I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 got you into stamps? Um. Well, the, I at Canada Post, the the postal office in Canada, they used to sell this like. I don't know, this flashy like binder thing, like a stamp collection starter kit. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. And my grandma bought it for me one day and she had like, uh, they, they, my, my grandma and my mom and, and, and stuff, they moved over to Canada from Holland in the eighties. Um, your mom's from Holland. Yeah. Yeah. She was born there and she moved here when she was like seven or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, that. so I, I'm pretty sure like every letter, that my grandma received from from family like since she moved here she had like saved the letter but also saved like the envelopes and um uh so she had like so many stamps and some of them like were decades old somehow uh and so i I imagine they were probably sent decades before you looked at them that kind of explains yeah that's true but yeah like but some of them were like way older than even the like time that they lived here so i don't know where they came from but i don't know and then it was like a cool process of like if you like soaked the 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 piece of the envelope in like some warm water for a bit you could just like peel the stamp off really easily and then like let it i don't know it was just like a process that i enjoyed i guess yeah Yeah, that's cool um have you ever thought about getting into model trains (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not. I don't think I'm old enough for that yet. But probably one day, I I, I tend to uh, jump into and out of hobbies pretty uh, pretty regularly. So yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> the name for people that go and like look at trains, they're called foamers. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. Why are they called foamers? They couldn't figure out a way to squeeze train in there. <laughs> a tra- yeah. yeah, I'm a trainist. <laughs> Um, well, I think we should talk about, um, wow, I just typed in, why are they called into Google to just educate myself? And the first thing that popped up is why are they called wife beaters? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give you one guess. (laughs) So, uh, Josh, you went to a, uh, a Kirby thing. Tell us all about that. That was, I'm, I was really kind of stoked by it. Yeah, it was cool. Except the organization was weird because they uh they had a line you had to pre-register apparently but we didn't hear about it until it was already going 
So they had a standby line for people who just showed up. But it was weird the way they did it because the line wasn't that full, but they only gave out like designated time. So we went there one day and then they were like, oh, come back every half hour. And eventually they just told us to go home. So the next day I got there right when they opened and there was like five people in line. But then they're like, oh, you don't have a you didn't register. Here's a wristband for two thirty. So I went home, uh, came back two and a half hours later and was able to check it out. But yeah, it was fun. There was a setup outside uh, the theater at the Universal City Walk um, area. If anyone's familiar with the Hollywood or even Florida one, because they're really similar. Derek and, uh, just, Derek and I um, had Starbucks there. Remember? Did, did we have Starbucks there? Yeah. And then we went into Universal Studios. Oh, I just, I mean, I don't remember the Starbucks, but I do remember going to Universal. Yeah. <laughs> that's the City but, Walk is the place outside. Yeah, no, I've, I've been to CityWalk. I know I've been to CityWalk. I just don't remember getting Starbucks. Yeah. It was actually right next to the Starbucks, except it's, I think it's closed down now, which surprised <clears> me. But either way. Um, the, the high, the, besides the, the one bit of advice Derek gave me on that trip, I promptly ignored um, my, uh, my shitty ex-girlfriend started uh, uh, texting me while we were at Comic-Con. And uh, he's like, don't do it, man. Don't text her back. <laughs> and I remember we were getting on the the uh, Jurassic Park ride. And I sent her a photo of Derek and I. He's like, don't send her that photo, man. Don't do it. Should have taken your advice, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she say? Um, I think I was back in Alaska for five hours and we were already sleeping together so it was a it was a series of mistakes i mean i got laid but it was also like she's one of the worst people i've ever met in my entire life so so or yeah Kirby. Like i told you <laughs> oh well, she, she, she uh she said i looked cute and happy <laughs> that was one of the happiest days of my life jurassic yeah. park will do that <laughs> except for except for lost kingdoms or whatever that movie was called <laughs> that, there were some fucking... beautiful moments in that movie but the rest <laughs> we, of it was we, the rest we, of it like buried it those moments and shit we almost left like 20 minutes in when they destroyed the park and megan was like really upset yeah yeah it was fucked but when they're like <laughs> leaving you know the, the like beautiful music and like the boats pulling away and there's all the dinosaurs that are about to burn up and they're like help me it was like very beautifully <laughs> very beautifully shot uh, <laughs> yeah point anyway i remember i don't remember anything from that movie except for that moment I think that was the part where we almost left because um, it was back when like AMC had those like like their movie pass competitor yes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we paid anything to see it. So we we almost left, but we we're like, no, let's just <laughs> let's just stick through it. Maybe it'll get better, and it never did. Um, but anyway, yeah. But the Kirby thing. So yeah, it was it was cool, but I was surprised that there was so many people and it was so hard to get in because it was really just a really it was just a really small setup. It was essentially like a E three booth almost. Where really? like, except there was no playable demos. It was literally just like a little set with backgrounds that kind of looked like the first stage of the game. They had some statues that uh, were Kirby with different powers. They had the bandana Waddle D. They had the captured Waddle Ds that you have to rescue in the game. And then they had the uh, the Kirby in the, his car form. That's one of the new forms that he has in the game. So it was just like a real quick walkthrough. And at the end, they gave you a drawstring bag, uh, like a little bonus prize. I think some people got little gotcha toys. We ended up getting lanyards in our bags. 
And then there was a password to get some free items in the actual game. I got to say, I got to say, drawstring bags are the worst fucking invention of mankind. Just give me a po- <laughs> give me a poster. Who the fuck uses a drawstring bag effectively? It is the worst piece of promotional material ever. It's basically, hey, here, you throw this piece of vinyl away. We already burnt down a, you know, a rainforest to make a factory for it and how many chemicals we use to screen print it. Throw it away, all right? Because you're not going to fucking use it. Thoughts? I mean, I like mine. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna use it? Are you gonna carry your lunch to work in it? Well, I have an actual like drawstring bag that you buy that I carry with me everywhere. <laughs> so I'm not gonna use the Kirby one specifically, no. But I'll tuck it away somewhere with all the other gaming uh, giveaways <laughs> that have piled up over the years. I'm staring at a stack of drawstring bags that I got from Comic-Con that are just like, throw us away, throw us away. Like, what are you going to do with the behemoth booth <laughs> drawstring <laughs> bag? I mean, the drawstring, I would, I'm more into the drawstring bags than the like backpack bags they give you at Comic-Con because I've never had one of those bags make it out of the room that you receive it in without <laughs> I, the, like arm breaking off of it. I mean, I, I love those bags. We use them for laundry. How? How? <laughs> like, like every you, year. You carry like, it from uh, the bottom. But they're supposed to be backpacks. Yeah, but but after the first one I got, I learned that that's if that's what they're well, meant to be. Do, that's not how they work. Why do they keep telling me they're backpacks? Then, like, it's ah, uh, man. They're they they support enough weight to carry the flyers that they shove in there, and that's about it. It's it's the same reason why uh, they sell flowers in those like glass uh, vases at the gas station. They're not for flowers, Derek. They're for smoking crack out of. They sell flowers at the gas station. Josh, back me up on this, right? Uh, I mean, I I put flowers in them. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't put your crack in there. Crack flowers, you know. No, they sell like single roses you can get at the counter at a gas station, and they come in these little glass vases. With water, nah, man. It. I'm pretty sure it's like, oh no, I forgot it's my anniversary, and the only place it's open is Seven Eleven. Like, and then they're probably like nine dollars for a single like fake flower or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna imagine that everyone in my neighborhood's really romantic every time I walk <laughs> by these broken glass on the ground. Yeah, but that's also why they also they sell. Um, uh, God, what's that like metal? sponge you can buy what's it called a brillo pad yeah that's why they sell brillo pads at a gas station next to the socks because you use the brillo pads as a filter for your crack pipe and then you use the socks to huff paint out of okay i mean you know why can't you just clean with them instead (laughs) just use them as intended then we'll all be better off exactly why can't you just use this backpack because it's not designed to be a backpack okay it's not designed to be a vase. It's a crack pipe. It is designed to be a backpack, though. It's clearly a backpack. No, they want, they want, they want, they want you to huff glue on like, it. They want it to break, and then they're like, "Jokes on you!" Now you got all this stuff you have to carry that was inside the backpack, and then you have to buy some sort of, uh, some sort of bag from from the convention itself. It's a tactic. Yeah, see, it's a sales tactic. Anyway, so yeah, Kirby Josh, uh, what was the code for? Um, what did it give you? It gave you like four food items that are completely pointless because it's you have to redeem them in the hub world. And in the hub world, I'm pretty sure you have full health and it's right next to Kirby's house where you could sleep and get your health back anyway. 
but oh, there's a bunch okay. of different codes, so I can't remember exactly what it gave. I know one of the codes we used gave you a uh, gave you like this crystal star that lets you upgrade your abilities. I don't remember if that was the California code or not, but it was one of them. Okay. Either way, one uh, good it, way to find out what it does is to go to our Instagram page and check out the Kirby pictures <laughs> that we posted, and one of them is the code. So. Oh yeah. Uh, so I take it you've obviously been playing Kirby. Let's hear about Kirby the game. Yeah, um, I've been playing co-op, so the way that it works is one person's Kirby, obviously, and the other person is the bandana waddle D. so he just has his bandana, whereas Kirby can obviously absorb a bunch of different powers, but it's the first game in the series to be fully 3D, so it's a pretty big step forward for the series. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe because it's a Kirby game, so every Kirby game is kind of des- designed to be really like relaxing but at the same time really easy so when it comes to just going from stage to stage like the environments are all really beautiful the creativity for some of the new powers like the car that they show off in all the trailers and everything uh really brings a lot of life and um charm to the game so it's really fun to play through but it's not really challenging and it's not really like it's not really that like you don't have to focus too much on it, I guess, which could be a good and a bad thing, depending on what you want out of the game. But it's it's cool because I feel like it does offer a lot for different people, depending on what you're looking for in the game. Because I saw a lot of people kind of say that it's their come down game after playing Elden Ring, <laughs> where it's like, you know, now I can just sit back and relax and play this without having to stress out. But the cool thing, too, is that the, each level has a lot of secrets in them, and some of them are really hard to are really hard to get, especially like on a first time playthrough. So the game has a lot of replayability. Like if you just speed through the story, you'll probably be done with it in like six hours and never play it again. Per- so it might not be worth Derek picking game. up. Yeah. So- that sounds is, like a I Derek love short game. games. Yeah. But then if you want to get it, if you want to get more out of it, I think there's more hidden stages and there are story stages. Cause like every stage we were finishing, we would lock unlock like one to two bonus stages almost every time. And each one has their own hidden objectives. Some of the objectives are really vague and really kind of hard to figure out unless you really look at every nook and cranny of the stage. But you're never, unless if you're the kind of person who doesn't like to look up guides, it does uncover, every time you finish the stage, it uncovers one of the objectives because they're hidden otherwise. Like it doesn't tell you what they are. And if you come across it on your own, it'll tell you. But uh, um, if you finish the stage and don't find it, it'll tell you what the objective is. So the next time you play it, you'll kind of know what to aim for. So like just, you know, despite it being relatively short and easy on the main story, if you want to get more out of it, it does. I think I saw people who 100 percenting it, who 100 percented it say that the game like more than doubles in content if you oh, wow. go through like everything that it has to offer. So, so far, so good. I really like it. And I think it is one of the better Kirby games to come out just because the 3D perspective and the uh, and the creativity that they're showing off with the uh, with the 3D perspective is a pretty big breath of fresh air for the for the series, considering it's been kind of samey for most of the most of the franchise. Um, I remember the last Kirby game I played was Kirby and the Crystal Shards on the 64 and I don't think <clears throat> I don't think gameplay wise 
Kirby has changed since then. It's still like a locked 2D path kind of game. So um, I'm, I mean, it's, it's on my radar to pick up and, and check out. I heard that the, um, the hard mode on the Kirby game is still like stupidly easy. Are you playing on hard or regular? No, we're playing on hard and <laughs> I can't imagine how much easier it could get. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. How, I don't like, I don't, I don't really, I mean, I, it's just weird how there's an easy mode when it's already so easy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, because be like, like chi- I think it take, child mode. I think you could take like five or six hits before you die, and um, and there's like food items constantly that heal you, so it's weird. Plus, when you're playing co-op, it still has that feature from like the Super Nintendo games where, if say player two grabs a food item, if they touch the other player fast enough, they like spit the food in each other's mouths, and they both get the health. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. That's been that's been a thing for a while, and they they retain that in this game. So you'll get double health items as long as you're willing to spit in each other's <laughs> mouths enough. Mm, okay, there you go. Um, go Japan, I guess. What else? Uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, since the last time uh, we were on the show, I talked about how I really wanted to finish Near. Oh yes, I, yes, yeah, and I did, but. I was like, I was waiting for that moment. How you know how last time I was saying everyone talks about how crazy and like mind fucky the story is or whatever, but none of that ever really happened. And it's because, like, essentially, this whoever made I can't remember the guy who made this game, but he was trying to like out Kojima Kojima with this shit. So oh. the the game has like twenty six different endings, and like twenty one of them are like joke endings, but to get like the true ending, you had to beat the whole game again with a different character. And then it locks on these other paths. So I tried to finish it with the second player, but I was coming fresh off of beating it the first time. So I kind of didn't feel like playing the whole game again. Uh, so I didn't get the true ending yet, but it's still on my regular Xbox one with the internet turned off. So even though it left game pass, I can still play it just whenever I feel like getting around to it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool, though. I'm glad that I finally got around and finished at least like the main initial run. Um, I did see more of why people love this game so much, like the combat, the open world, the graphics, the story, like everything about it just comes together so well. And it's totally worth checking out. I hope it does come back to Game Pass so I can uh, turn off my Xbox One <laughs> be able to and uh be able to play it at my own leisure but yeah um if i buy you near as a gift will that will that be will that reduce your stress on the situation um well, i'm not stressed i mean my electric bill's going up but i don't care that much <laughs> um <laughs> no but wait is it in rest mode yeah oh okay all right. It's on rest mode with the well. That's the funny thing. I tested it with a whatever game left before near, uh, the Fal- oh yeah, the Falconeer. That's what it was. Um, I tested it, and a, you can put it in rest mode, and as long as it's offline, it'll still play. I thought you had to leave it on, so I left it on for like a week because <laughs> I didn't feel like playing it, but I wanted to finish it. So yeah, so I apparently don't have to do that anymore. So that's cool. No, yeah. and uh, uh, you have a, a game in the notes called narita boy i'm dying to figure out what the hell this is oh yeah Isn't that's this also... by the guy that created katamari and stuff uh 
no, I think that's Nobi Nobi Boy. Yeah, okay, you're right. Um, but that's also that's the game of this podcast that's leaving Game Pass that I'm forcing Is myself to play. Nobi Nobi Boy or Narita Boy? Uh, Narita Boy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I looked up the background of it after I started playing it, and apparently it was this somewhat big Kickstarter project that took a while to come out before it finally did last year. Um, but it's like a 2D platformer, like action platformer that's inspired by like 80s visuals and that kind of stuff. Uh, you play as this computer program that's called Narita Boy, who's like trying to save the memories of this video game programmer who, who one of his creations like stole his memories and is like trying to take over the video game world that this guy created. So you're kind of going through the video game world while trying to retrieve his memories in real life. And uh, it's surprisingly touching when you go through the memories because it goes through the guy's like childhood through his adulthood. And they're talking about like, oh, like my, you know, my parents grew up this way. And like, these are my like childhood traumas. And my mom got sick when I was this age. And I had like, you know, that kind of like that kind of like those emotional beats that a lot of games nowadays will try to hit. But I feel like it's pretty effective since, you know, it's like a since it's like a retro style game, it's all 2D. It has like a VHS filter by default. So there's no voice acting or anything. There's a lot of text, like more than I would expect from a 2D platformer. But I feel like it tells the story pretty effectively. Like the only problem is that it's an action platformer and the platforming sucks and the action sucks. So <laughs> um, the combat is weird. It's like your regular attacks barely do any damage and you have a charge attack that does a lot of damage, but like you can't hold the button. You can't like charge the attack and hold it until the enemy gets close to you. It's like if you charge it for like longer than three seconds and he like loses the charge and you have to do it again. No. So like, that's the only reliable way I found to do damage. And it just gets annoying, especially when more characters and enemies with uh, different movement patterns start getting introduced. And then just the platforming, everything's like really, really floaty. It feels like he's on ice and it when he's on the ground, it almost feels like he's on ice. And when he's jumping, it feels like, like it, I don't know, like it just feels too responsive to the point where you're like flying over platforms and that kind of thing. Like, thankfully, there's not a real consequence for dying. Like you just get put back at a checkpoint really closely. Um, but it's still like annoying because you shouldn't, you shouldn't have that much trouble jumping when the one of the core mechanics of the game is jumping um and then other other than that the other big complaint is that it's kind of like a metroidvania but there's no map and you get these keys and it doesn't tell you what these keys are so a lot of times you'll walk past like six different locked doors and then you'll get a key and then you'll have to backtrack and you'll have to go to past every door to figure out which door the key goes to because there's no way to really identify it so it's just I'm I and I enjoy it to an extent, but I'm having a really hard time finishing it. And I actually have to finish it when we finish this podcast because it's leaving tonight. But, <laughs> but yeah. you don't have that many hours left. No, I think I'm pretty close to the end. Good. But yeah, like it's it's cool and I'm glad I played it, but I wouldn't really recommend it. Interesting. Um, uh, uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Disregard. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Perfect. And then, yeah, other than that, what was, what else was I playing? I'm 
much like the character in that game i forgot what i was doing oh yeah i don't have much to say about it but we started playing the ascent and it's crazy that the game has been out now for what eight months it came out in august and it still has all these horrible glitches that make the game not unplayable (laughs) but it makes me not want to play it because what happened is meg and i were playing co-op on the same tv and apparently there's been this glitch that's been there since day one where sometimes player two's character gets overwritten by player one's character. What? <laughs> and we we played for like fucking four hours straight. And then the next time we tried to load the game, it uh, had her character back to like level eight with like shit equipment because it didn't save any i don't know it was weird but it's like when i tried to lo- when we tried to load it in co-op her save was back to like level 8 and i was level 18 and then when she tried to load it in single player it was loading my character Oof. so she pretty much <laughs> lost all the progress that we made together and it makes me not want to play it anymore it, yeah. it's 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 fun it's like a top down almost like smash tv inspired uh twin like stick a- shooter but I've never like heard a, of this game. Yeah, it was like one of those games that came out on day one to Xbox and it got a fair amount of fanfare when it released. Um, but it's like it's like a top down game like that. But it's like with this big kind of like open world city with um, interconnecting missions and all that kind of stuff. So like when it works, it's cool. But like, I honestly kind of don't want to play it anymore because that was super frustrating. And then now when we try to play together because she's so underleveled, she's like getting killed right away because yeah, everything's, sound fun. everything's scaled up to where I'm at because I'm like the primary uh, primary account or whatever. So, so if, like our, if you were on Xbox Game Passengers right now, would you check it out or would you pass? Um, I would check it out, but I wouldn't play with another person unless you're <laughs> unless you're willing to risk. I would say don't play with another person unless you're willing to risk losing your file or if you're willing to just fucking speed through it in one sitting because <laughs> otherwise you're you're like rolling the dice there. Hmm. All right. Well, I won't check it out then. Pass on it. Um, Derek, what have uh, what have you been getting into? I see uh, I see a, a world wrestling game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Not too much for me. Um, just like last time, still playing, slowly working my way through Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, loving it. It is the game I wish, wish that Ghosts of Tsushima was. And uh, I don't know. They've they've released a bunch of updates since. I, I can't remember if I talked about it last time, but there was some were some issues with the game uh, graphically on OLED TVs specifically. What? Um, yeah, it was something with the way that the uh, performance mode rendered like foliage and stuff that caused could cause like this kind of odd shimmering when the camera was moving um so that was kind of annoying but not annoying enough to like i tried i was like oh i'll just put it into quality mode and and uh like not have to deal with that but then i couldn't but then the frame rate was so uh bad in comparison because it was down to 30 frames um that i couldn't play it so i've been playing it in 60 frames and they've released a bunch of updates and it it's looking fantastic now um at least to me so that's great and i couldn't recommend that game more like definitely an early contender for game of the year for me i don't even know what else is coming out of this year at this this year at this point because it seems like everything's getting delayed um but yeah aside from that i bit the bullet and picked up the new wwe game um which i was like you know, had no intention to, especially uh, like I didn't pick up 2K20, but like, you know, 2K20 is pretty widely known as like probably one of the worst 
modern game releases. And, um, you know, I, I have had bought the game the few years prior, like six, uh, 17, 18, 19. 19 was like pretty, pretty fun. And I put quite a few hours into it. Um, very, very microtransaction-y, uh, which kind of like, I thought wrecked kind of the career mode because it just felt like the going through the career mode in that one, like you got to a certain point and you kind of hit this wall of difficulty because your dude wasn't strong enough because you didn't like buy the packs and stuff. And that was pretty shitty. That is that it doesn't feel like that in 2k22. They've, you know, everyone talks about how good it looks. It still doesn't look that good. It looks fine, but um, they, they redid like the engine and they redid the gameplay as a whole. And so like a lot of the, you know, I put a lot of hours into 2k19 and still some of the weird mini games that would throw you into kind of confused me and, and like good luck playing it with someone that's like never played before. Um, But they've like simplified a lot of those systems. And so it's, uh, it's like much, much, much easier to like understand and to play and, um, the career mode, like I've put a few hours into it and I haven't felt like I'm hitting any sort of wall yet. And there's not even really microtransactions in the same way. Definitely. There are microtransactions for sure, but they don't feel, uh, necessary kind of to progress the game. Um, yeah, I'm looking for, there's like tons of content. It feels like there's, you know, your, your regular sort of exhibition modes. There's like a full career mode with different stories, whether you're a male or female character. Um, there's the showcase mode, which like plays through, uh, a bunch of Rey Mysterio's career, including like some random raw matches because, you know, <laughs> a, a lot of his like big, you know, so there's, there are some big like monumental matches in there, but a lot of the big monumental things he's been through are like with people that th- they don't have licenses to or whatever. So they can't include them. So there's some weird random shit in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Rey Mysterio versus the Miz and like, I don't know, stuff well, like that. Why on, on is, raw. <laughs> why like, is, why is Rey Mysterio like the, um, I don't know, like the the headliner for this this game is. Did he hit a certain milestone? Why him? All of a sudden? No, I mean they just they, they fired they, everybody they, else. They fired everyone else. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. That's also so funny too. Is going through the the roster in this game and how many people are no longer. It, it's like so behind, and it just came out like two weeks ago. Like. It's- it's the like a, it's a it's a WWE versus AEW game at this point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So <laughs> so many people in it are not in WWE anymore, either because they left for AEW or because you know they got released in their biweekly uh, release uh, <laughs> schedule. Um, and like and even like weird, you know, like NXT doesn't look any like NXT is completely rebranded and changed and isn't the same as what it is in the game now. Um, really which happened. Yeah, which happened months before the game came out. But like, you know, the content in the game is locked months and months and months before. So there's people that were released, you know, four five, six months ago that are still in the game, uh, which <laughs> which is pretty wild. But, Do you think they're getting um, royalties from the game? Oh yeah, from what I've read, that if they're if they appear in the game, they get a pretty decent paycheck because the, the games like they sell like crazy. Um, I wonder how this one will sell because you know I bet a lot of people are kind of wary if they if they were unfortunate enough to buy two K twenty. Great tip if you bought this game physically, uh, it comes with like a, a, a QR code that unlocks some stuff in the WWE SuperCard mobile game app. Oh, uh, that sounds annoying yeah yeah so uh but people will buy that qr code on ebay so i bought the game uh first like 70 uh, i i bought the game used off of facebook um because i didn't want to pay full price and because it you know activision's like not doing smart delivery so the xbox series version was ten dollars more so it was like ninety dollars before tax uh um, see and they're doing that with the new borderlands game too it's like it sounds like it's just a 2k thing 
Uh, yeah, it's mostly been 2K so far from what I know. Because it, it was the same. Two- yeah, why did oh, well, you say Activision? Sorry, I meant Activision also did it. I meant 2K in this case. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Um, sorry, sorry if I was aggressive. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, so I ended up, I paid 70 Canadian for it. So I already saved a bunch of money. And then I sold the QR code for the the super card game which includes like some exclusive cards and some coins that you would have to like buy with real money otherwise sold that for forty dollars so what? Paid, you know, what? Yeah, yeah i know right wow um, so so uh, yeah if you bought the game physically and uh, don't play super card throw it on ebay and you can probably get forty dollars canadian so uh, not any, know, any like more a, updates like, from mark and the uh wario amiibo no no he never reached out again i blocked him as a buyer so um so you know i i don't think he could, can see me anymore i did though i had I, I sold a wii u a while ago that was like one of the first things that went on ebay was my old wii u from like launch day and uh it sold right away you know i tested it out erased it sent it to the guy like the day he receives it he's like you know if there's a problem with it i want to send it back and i'm like okay okay i'm pretty sure there's no problem because i like know how to test shit but okay if there's a problem like i can't prove there isn't so send it back but also like i couldn't make a uh, a shipping label because he's in the states and i'm not and so ebay can't auto generate it like they do um when you're in the same country and uh like i messaged him multiple times like how do you want to handle this how do you want to handle this and then they returned timed out and he opened a case and ebay sided with me because they're like it's been two and a half months now and you didn't make any effort to return this thing um how it all worked out you think he was trying to scam I, you i felt a little scammy for sure like just the lack of you know and it, and he didn't have a ton of feedback but like not nothing for sure but um i don't know just the like i literally sent him like numerous messages like do you want to buy a shipping label and i can like paypal you what it was because like if there's a problem with it the the seller is supposed to pay for shipping but there wasn't really a a proper avenue to do that or i was like you know i didn't write down the dimensions of the box or the weight like if you send that to me i can like and i can make a label and and send it to you to put on it like reached out to him multiple times and he didn't respond back so either like something terrible happened in his life and this was the least of his worries or he was like trying to get the money and the product so hmm Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, WWE 2K22 has been a blast so far, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked to play it more. the 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 career mode super fun. There's like a my GM mode as well, which apparently is pretty simple, but um, people have been having a lot of fun with. Where you basically let you you know choose a brand, so Raw or SmackDown or NXT, and you have to like manage that show for a, a certain period of time and see if you can do better than than other people online or the computer or whatever. And so you have to like set the match matches but you can't make you know you can't use the same uh superstars every week because they'll get tired and and you know maybe injured and that sort of thing so like you actually have to it's kind of like a so, light so, strategy so, thing it sounds sounds like a fun time so so if you want to play it like they do in real life you just keep using them no matter how tired and injured <laughs> yeah, right. they get I was, until... I was just gonna say yeah I, I had a friend that bought it first and and uh he was explaining that and i was, I was like so it's very unrealistic then because <laughs> it's literally the same rematches every freaking week forever <laughs> and like like oh you like, like if you really want to make people like put on the same the same match we're gonna see at wrestlemania let's put it on the monday night raw before like um (laughs) yeah they're whack but the game's fun and yet you (laughs) you consume it yeah i mean the first thing i did was jump into the the you know the click creation at 
aspect of this game these games are always like pretty stellar and so people make like whole arenas and like characters and and first thing i did was like jump into the like you oh and you can make make them public so other people can download them and like upvote them if they're really good and that sort of thing so like before i even played i jumped in and like downloaded all the aw guys um, <laughs> yeah, you know, i saw some really like a, detailed like dlcs not dlcs but like uh uh, community creations of like yeah. really detailed AEW yeah. events and stuff. Yeah, some of them are, are just unreal. So really, it's just a stopgap until the AEW game comes out. But I, it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. That shot me back to 2006 when the Wii came out. You could you could make your Mies and then mail them to other <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. other Nintendos. And I made a bunch of Mies, like a bunch, and I just started sending them to my friends and like. A week goes by and I get a phone call from my friend Josh and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, yo, I'm over at Bryant's house. What the fuck did you send him? And I'm like, what What are you talking about? He's like, yo, we are dying. And I'm like, what What? What happened? <laughs> we turned on his Wii and there was a mail from you. We opened it up and little Hitler came out. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was going to be Hitler. <laughs> I mean, I was following. It was 2006. I was following a guide. All right, I made a Sam Jackson and a Zoidberg too. You're, you're in the like. You're in the uh, GameStop parking lot after picking up your copy of Halo Three. <laughs> okay. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't. Um. Uh. It was, it was 2007, 2006. All right, we were ready to finish the fight. I, <laughs> I was finishing the wrong fight. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> Let it go. Don't bring it up on the air, Dick. Um, uh, but Josh was German, so it was funny. Mm, okay. So, so he got it. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, I remember this guy. Shane, what have you been playing <laughs> aside from tobacco? Um, <laughs> um, so unlike you, Derek, I stand by my morals. You think the WWE is shit, and yet you consume their product. I stand by my morals. When a big company is treating their employees unfairly, I don't spend a goddamn dime with them. But if so, it's free to play... So I bought the Battle Pass for Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that but was you just... bought it with your credits that you earned on the last Battle Pass, so it's like you didn't pay anything, right? No, I bought, actually, I bought a lot of credits. I bought extra credits, <laughs> so if I fell behind, I could level it up more um and like how else are you gonna get the skins oh no it's great yeah yeah the um yeah the skins are the skins are great i don't i don't want this to turn into a warzone podcast uh, i i literally just put that in there for the joke for the bit so warzone been playing it same game they keep adding random shit i haven't played it in a month and like we loaded in with the squad and they're like tactical nuke inbound i'm like what the fuck and like nebula bomb set off and we're like what the fuck is going on like they, they had a lot of random shit to this game there's a truck that drives around and it shoots at you it's wild um but uh stand by your morals don't don't spend any money on it uh do as i say not as i do uh but sign the petition yeah sign the petition but though granted it is always morally correct to pirate media so um pirate the halo show and speaking of halo i started halo infinite um i'm uh, shocked that the co-op isn't out yet. <laughs> I, I, which we like talked about when it came out, and then you texted me the other night, like, want to? I play... thought you were joking. Yeah, you were like, want to play co-op? I need a partner, and I'm like, are you are you playing an old one? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
<laughs> well, like I thought, the, I thought the thing was like it, it'll be out, it'll be out in a month, or it'll be out in January, or no, or I think it was May. It was supposed to be May originally, but now is not even then. Oh wow, wow, that's <laughs> that's wild to me. That okay, a game that is like one of the cornerstones of experience in it is co-op with your friends. Um, that's wild. So not under three four three is co-op. Man, it's called Team Slayer. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Well, let's play Team Slayer. Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little, <laughs> little anticlimactic. Um, started up Halo Infinite. It's gr- it's one of the best things about being a PC gamer is that you can go in and you can tweak everything. And I I got this sucker maxed out, 2K resolution, fucking phenomenal. I got my surround sound headphones dude it it looks really good on xbox as well and you can play it at like 4k 60 or or 1440 120 yeah it looks great i'm playing it at 1440 200 okay do you have a 200 hertz monitor no i don't but (laughs) it's it's at 200 frames per second i have a 1440 uh super sampling you know that's the way it works you don't super sample frames do you i know i'm just that's i'm just (laughs) i don't think you're getting a benefit at 200 frames if you're playing on a monitor less than that so i was just like you know uh making a meme cooking cooking the books you know cooking the book okay i like that i like that um fired it up i I didn't play halo was it guardians no halo 5 no that was guardians yeah okay Um, I didn't play Halo 5. Sorry for coughing yeah, into everyone's ear. Didn't play Halo 5. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Started this well, game. if you did play Halo 5, you wouldn't know what the fuck's going on either. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, from what I, I, I do feel not, like we talked about this. Yeah, I don't give two shits about Halo's story, so it doesn't matter to me, but I saw a bunch of people Neither complaining. Oh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> I was actually going to say that like this Halo show came out and none of us even fucking acknowledged its existence i i I do want to check it out but it's not on my priority list i'm strategically planning that uh you know paramount plus they're giving a month free on game pass yep yeah i'm i'm strategically planning to like redeem it when When they're on like episode of like four or five so that by the time the 30-day trial ends i'll be able to watch all of them smart but uh but yeah either way i remember a bunch of halo fans being mad because um apparently there's some books or some comics that resolve every loose end from the previous game so that when infinite starts it's just like a clean slate essentially but if you don't follow the supplemental material you're gonna be left wondering what the fuck happened that was like um when the x-files came back their season 10 was a comic book and when the x-files came back there was all this comic book stuff that everyone's like oh wait what the hell's happening like these are like relationships that got started in the book so i can i can imagine they're Oh shit! <laughs> I can imagine their uh, uh, displeasure with the product. Anyway, yeah. fired it up. This- I have no idea what's fucking going on. the The prologue starts with a bunch of people that already had like pre existing relationships. I felt as lost as the time I went to go see Insurgent, um, and realized uh, after I saw the movie that it was a sequel in a three part series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, this this movie fucking sucks. Um, <coughs> oh, I think I think it's a three-parter. That's supposed to be a four-parter, though. Yeah, they then they canceled it. That that sounded like a Family Guy bit. What? <laughs> like oh, this is this is like the time I went to see Insurgent. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and um, I got a. Uh, 
I gotta say, I got a little, um, I got a little emotional. Like it was, it was, um, reminded me, uh, back, you know, in that release, Halo three, um, minus all the, uh, the edgy. And we came back to Halo. I just realized. Uh, yeah. We, From what? what I, well, like before I was talking about, <laughs> you know, how you, you were at the midnight launch and yeah. I didn't even realize that this was coming up, but I was setting you up for that. Yeah, you did finish the fight. Yeah. You started the fight. I finished it. Yeah, um, we, we, yeah, we finished the fight in 2006, and yet we're still fucking going. Like, what it's a new fight, fighting. different fights. <laughs> oh, is it? It's very realistic. There's always fights, you know. Okay. That's one of the things that bugged me about. Ha- I know it's a whole Halo, separate Halo rant now, but in Halo Four, I was like, oh boy, can't wait to see all the new enemies that they come up with. And it's mostly still just Covenant, and it's still mostly just Covenant. <laughs> like three games, the four games afterwards. Yeah. Um, when did they, they introduce brutes into the third one? And they like who are the who are the new guys? There's there's no new guys. You still I don't remember fuck- what they're called, but Halo 4 introduced like those robot enemies. Oh, I don't remember four, what they were called. Runners? Yeah. Are they the Forerunners? I think four so. Runner? What's a charge character? I don't know. So yeah, I got um um I got emotional with the game and starting it up, um getting back as Master Chef, Master Chief, and um the the prologue where the guy that finds you floating out in space. He's in the Pelican and there's this really, um, like, I don't want to say, I don't know how to say it, like tasteful or just like well-conceived shot where he drops like a little like hologram puck and it's a message from his, his wife and his daughter. And it's like, say hi, daddy. Hi. And the camera is kind of spinning around it. And as the camera pans around, the guy comes down and picks it up and you can see that he's grown like a full beard and like his hair is all long. It was shaved before. Uh, I thought that was, you know, it just, it just seems like a neat way of progressing time. And then he bumps into master chiefs, uh, like frozen corpse. that's out in the, the void of space. And, um, you turn him back on and, um, for some reason the AI is missing and I don't know, is that supposed to be Cortana or is it the new one? I don't know. I don't know what the story's going on. Uh, didn't read the books or the comics. Um, but it is, it is, the controls are definitely like, uh, they weren't made with PC in mind. Like, um, like I'll go to hit like one or two to switch my weapons, but those are unbound. No, they're bound for like, um, like hot like hot swaps or like profile swaps or something so it doesn't switch your gun so there's plenty of times where i was in a firefight i go to switch my gun and i'm just standing like a doofus um melee is in a weird weird key uh i think it's like v or something it's um you, you got like if you're a you know long time um um <coughs> oh man <clears throat> first person shooter on the pc you gotta you gotta rebind the keys but uh, haven't gotten that far. It's fun. It's gorgeous. Would love to play co-op, which is still mind blowing that it's not out. Oh, like how many <laughs> months? Like six months, seven months. How long has it been it's out? Something that long. Came out in like December. I thought it came out in no- November. But maybe November. Maybe but November. Still, that's not seven months. Yeah. Um, still, still longer than it should take to add co-op to Halo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, How many games have you guys added co-op to? I haven't released a game. 
Hmm. Still so, working on that co-op, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to um, release unfinished product. And um, uh, not a lot to say. Haven't been a lot of, uh, of Halos going on. Um, but I did put a good chunk of time into a state escape from Tarkov. Got my buddy Lee, Geekscape alum. Um, he uh, he watched my my hangar while I was out of town handling a family emergency. So I was like, "Yo, I'll buy you Escape from Tarkov," which is just a really like weird way of like, "Hey, I'm too afraid to play this game by myself, so I'm gonna buy you a copy so you play it with me because I'm terrified." Um, I talked about the game before in the past. But to give anybody who's not familiar a quick refresher, Escape from Tarkov is an MMO FPS um, where it's this not necessarily like post-apocalyptic um, setting, but it's like a modern setting. But you're in a a, a, a province in you know the um, Eastern Europe called Tarkov, and um, the gimmick is you go into a raid. As either your PMC character, private military, your um, uh, your uh, mercenary, and there are AI scav scavs or scavenger bots, and there's other player PMCs, and there's um, uh, there's some quests you can do. There's loot you can collect. Uh, they have a really really in depth uh, weapon modding and creation system where you can go nuts. Like you can go down to like the gas system or like the recoil system or like the dust cover and like all these different parts and pieces you can mod on the gun. And, uh, it's, um, it's just, a I want to say looter shooter, but you know, the whole point is you go into a raid to, you know, find your stuff or do, do the quest, get the better gun. Um, there's a lot of fun to be had. They, it's still in beta, um, it's been, it's been out since 2017. It's still in beta. Um, they recently added, um, uh, VoIP, uh, like, um, uh, like area VoIP in the game. Uh, oh, nice. so you can like, uh, like be yelling at people. Um, and there's been a lot of funny videos of, of people interacting. Um, the, it's super realistic and, um, like recoil is, you know, something that's really, um, uh, you know, it's a little over exaggerated, but it's definitely like more realistic than your, um, your, your average game. You, um, you don't have an ammo counter. You don't really have a health. Well, you do have like a health system, but there's not like a health bar. Um, if you want to like know how many rounds are in your magazine, you have to like, hit a key combo and your character will take the magazine out of the gun and be like, eh, it's about full. So you never know, like truly, unless you were counting, if you want to <laughs> really, yeah, you have to, um, like if your magazine runs out of rounds, you have to get different ammunition types and load them into the magazine. Um, you can, uh, you can do like different types of reloads. So if you hit R to reload, the character will take the magazine out, put it in his tactical rig, and then take the other magazine out and put it back in the gun. Or if you double tap R to reload, he'll just drop the magazine. But that magazine is dropped, and you just lost that magazine until you go pick it up to then lo- load rounds back into it. It's um, a lot of like really fun um, uh, realism to it. And if you die in the raid, you you lose all your stuff. Everything that's on you is gone. You die for real. If you uh, die in the raid, you die, you die for real. <laughs> um, hey, April April Fool's callback. Um, 
So if you die in the raid, you die for real, and then you lose all your stuff, much like death in real life. So the um, there's a lot of risk and reward to it. You can be going like, okay, do I go into this this building that has a lot of stuff in it, but there's usually a scav boss that shows up, or there's going to be a lot of other PMCs that go in there. Um, and um, so if you ever run out of stuff completely, you can load into a raid as a scav. Now the other scavs won't shoot you, and there's like a, a like a respec system uh, or like a, uh, man, I, my, I'm just I can't remember. There's like a loyalty system basically. So if you kill another scav, all the scavs will become hostile to you, but you'll lose like respect with one of the traders, and he either won't sell to you or like give you shitty prices. So there's a lot of like really interesting mechanics to it. So I loaded in with Lee. We're trying to figure stuff out. I got a map of the area on another monitor. And we're uh, going slow because we're nervous and it's been years since I've played. And all of a sudden, Lee's like, oh, shit, I think I got shot in the head. <laughs> and I'm like, why? What are you talking about? He's like, everything's going black. And he looks uh, at his, like, character sheet and he's like, yeah, like, I've got no HP on my head. Because um, you can, like, break bones and you have to get, like, splints or, like, stop bleeding. Like, it's super, you know, realistic. And he's like, yeah, I think I got shot in the head. So I gave him a, um, he started putting like meds on it and his health just kept ticking down. Well, I didn't realize in the year, well, I think I just forgot, but in the years since they've, since I played the game, they've added a, an energy system to the game and we didn't bring any bottles of water or food with us. <laughs> and his character was hungry and his character was blacking out because he didn't have, he was on an empty tummy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and i was like oh shit we need to and so i pull up the map and there's like a um you can set like um um like a key of like okay where does different stuff spawn in and i'm like all right there's food down this road let's go get it and we're walking down the road and he just fucking falls over dead and he's like ah, i'm dead i'm like you starved to death <laughs> like, what the hell happened and um so um the raid uh each map has like a timer and you have a certain amount of time to be in the raid uh, and you have to get out to different exits and there's different things like uh, if you have a certain <coughs> um, loyalty level with certain people, like if you're really good um, with one of the traders, there'll be a car at um, one of the exits that you can take out, but it's like a one-time use exit. And so if someone else takes the car out, it's gone. And uh, I was trying to run down this road to get to um, this exit and all of a sudden my character started fucking blacking out <coughs> and i was like you know i'm digging through cars and i'm digging are you, through. are you blacking out right now i think i am <coughs> and i'm looking for i'm looking for bottles of water or like canned food or condensed milk or something to eat um eventually my character uh dies from starvation as well and so we like lost all of our stuff but it's um if you got a pc check it out it's uh it's it's super fun um we were we spawned in as scavs into the factory map, which is super small, and there's a lot of verticality in it. And there was a guy up in these rafters, <coughs> and uh, I'm like, "Don't shoot us! We're, you know, don't shoot us." He's like, oh, "I'm not. Uh, you know, we're all scavs." He's like, oh, "I'm just, I'm just trying to get out uh, and extract the office window, but there's some fucking guy in there who's a hostile scav." And so, like, the three of us teamed up, 
And we all went in these different angles and we like walked up the stairs and I'm yelling at this guy down the hallway. He's like, listen up, fucker. We just got to get out. You know, you're, you're already started a fight with us. We're going to blow your heads off. And, and he's like, say, fuck you guys. I'm like, no, fuck you. And we, when the three of us like walk down to this office and we go in and we blast this guy and then crawl out the window and escape. Um, a lot of opportunities for like uh, super genuine um, video game moments. But uh, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm going to, when we're done with this, I'm going to edit the show and I'm going to go play some more Halos because I'm really, because uh, <laughs> I got to the first checkpoint. I think I played about an hour. Like I, I saw the, the bad guy make his big speech and I turned off the ship. Now I got to get out of the ship. So I'm not that nice, far, nice. but that's it. Uh, do we want to talk about any, uh, any news or anything? Yeah, I think there there's a few big things. Uh, where finally the long rumored uh, PlayStation Plus revamp has been revealed, and it feels a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm disappointed. I thought it was. I don't know why. You know, I but I thought it was going to be like an actual Game Pass competitor. Like if I could pay any amount of money to, uh, you know, have day one. Some PlayStation Studios titles on a subscription. I would do that in a second. Instead, I don't know, Josh. What do you think of the what do you, what do you think of the new PlayStation Plus stuff? Um, I'll start with the positives. Um, the fact that they actually have an annual subscription mm. that's really significantly cheaper than like the month to month option, I thought was really cool. What do you mean? They've um, always had an annual annual option, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean for the for this package where it's like the two combined, I think it was like oh for the two combined. Okay, for the two combined, I think it was like a hundred bucks if I remember correctly. Which, if you you know comparing to Game Pass, that is a lot cheaper. And then they're saying that they're going to add a bunch of PS3, PS4, and PSP games that aren't on there now. But it's like you can't. Really so is this sell. PlayStation Plus or PS Now? Like uh, it's like, essentially so both combined. Gone. It will be gone. Oh. Um, and it'll be there's now now will be three tiers of PlayStation Plus, right? What are the what are the tiers? Do you know off off the top of your head? <laughs> I yeah, think the, there's the, the PlayStation. Basic, oh, sorry, go ahead. PlayStation Plus Essential. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at PlayStation Plus Essential, which like oh, that's the one that has all the essential PlayStation series, right? Like Uncharted and God of War, and no, that's the one that's just like PlayStation Plus is right now. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought the naming conventions were were odd. And hard to understand for sure. So PlayStation Plus Essential is just PlayStation Plus as it exists right now, but with a different name. Essential because <laughs> you're just getting the basics. You're not getting the essential IPs. Just you're just getting the basics. Then we got PlayStation Plus Extra, which is everything that's in the Essential tier, uh, and then a, a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from PlayStation Studios and third-party partners. They confirmed that in no tier will will, will new PlayStation uh, Studios games be coming to it, but they said, um, you know, like at launch, which is June in a couple of markets, which don't include North America, but then North America soon after, they said that like that tier will include, you know, games like fairly new, not that new, but like modern <laughs> games like uh, Returnal and the Spider-Man series and, and that sort of thing. So, so I finally I finally bit the bullet and bought Returnal and oh, then they announced you? that like an hour later. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> were you were you was it soon enough that you could still return it? It just arrived today, so my return policy starts today. So I act, I'm actually planning on trying to speed through it on the weekend. Okay, 
and then see return if it's worth Eternal. keeping it. Yeah, Return I, Eternal. I loved it. I, and I, I you know, the new DLC that I got, I definitely want to go back to it as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then PlayStation Plus Premium. So so Essential, Extra, and then Premium. Uh, premium adds an extra up to 340 <laughs> games, including uh, PS3 games that you can play via cloud streaming. There won't be a download option for those because the, the PS5 can't run them. Uh, and then also a catalog of beloved classic games available I, I don't for like streaming. That. I don't like that dubious up to 340 games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it will just like, it probably depends on the market and it'll go up and down, you know, as things come and go. Um, yeah, there'll also be uh, cloud streaming access is only in the premium tier as well. So um, for, in terms of like pricing, uh, annually essential 60 bucks, which I think is the same cost as, as PlayStation Plus is right now. Extra is 100 bucks, and then the premium is $120 uh, US. So I like that, you know, and I, I think I probably, I don't know, I'm not, I always like the idea of going back to old games and then I never do. So I don't think the premium tier is for me. Um, the PlayStation Plus extra tier, it's only like, you know, if you look at the monthly cost, it's $5 extra versus the, the standard uh, subscription and, you know, adds up to 400 games. And so that feels like a decent value depending on what that catalog looks like. But, you know, I'm sure that there's, like i i just hope that like you know a while after uh the game's release you know if it's eight months if it's a year kind of like what ea access did when they would enter the vault after uh uh you know up to a year of time like that wouldn't be too bad although like i pretty much will buy all of the playstation studios games anyways so would that be worth it i don't know because i'm not gonna wait for them so uh i i miss one thing as well the premium tier also offers time limited game trials uh, so customers can try select games before they get they buy so which that can, i am yep, into and that is one thing i loved about ea access which is now ea play but um i loved that like you know, I, I often like buy a game and then play it for 10 hours or less. So I could like a new EA game that I was interested in. I could just play it through the trial and then that would like satisfy me until it was in the vault like eight months later. And then I could just play it unlimited at that point. So if that has like new PlayStation Studios games, then I'll, I, I, I could see myself signing up for that. But it's no Game Pass. Yeah. And that to me, that just sounds like you have to pay a subscription to play demos. <laughs> it, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yo, do you remember demos on the Xbox 360? Do you remember when you can order a pizza and get like Metal Gear and Tony Hawk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Do you um do you remember that that window of time when Crash Bandicoot was the mascot for Pizza Hut? Yeah. No, was that for, a like, thing? for like a couple months. I think oh, it was no, at the same it was, it was longer I think that was than a, that. I think it started right when they gave out the first PlayStation demo disc at Pizza Hut, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, um, God, it went on for a while. And then the Crash Bandicoot would eat his pizza backwards, crust first. Remember that? Remember that trend? Was that was the that stuffed like crust when pizza? Stuffed crust came out? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I mean, stuffed crust was out for a well, minute, but. The first time I ever saw a stuffed crust pizza commercial actually was with Donald Trump, of all people. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. It was like. It was like him and his wife that he just divorced and then they like reunited over eating their pizza backwards or some stupid shit. This is like in yeah. like 1992. Yeah, it was it was them in a penthouse and they were um he's like it's like Donald, we shouldn't do this. It's like oh of of Ivanka or whatever her fucking name was. It's like like we <laughs> he wishes we, it was Ivanka. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like like we have to. It was all this like like dramatic back and forth and it's like and then they 
pull out a Pizza Hut and he eats it just backwards. Like, you, you can get the new stuffed crust. Be like Donald Trump. Eat it backwards. And then Crash <laughs> Bandicoot did it. Why can't we have Crash Bandicoot as a president? It was just, it wasn't even a good mascot costume. It was just a costume and with a guy's face in his teeth. He could run the country. <laughs> what do you think? Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I always loved those crash commercials commercials with the guy. Like you could just clearly see his face and he just, I don't remember what he did, but I always thought they were funny. For I just said he ate pizza backwards. No, but there was like, no, there were, cause that he was would like, go to like Nintendo headquarters and talk. Yeah. Shit. That was like the crash commercials. Then like, it wasn't just a pizza hut thing. I don't recall the pizza hut one at all. Wasn't when they, when they announced the remakes of the, of the, the original three, wasn't he, well, I don't know if it's the same guy, but didn't they do that at comic-con? If I, I remember think correctly. They did, yeah. 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 Hmm. What yeah. uh what other fun news is coming out? Yeah, not so fun, but uh E3 2022 is canceled. There will be no physical or digital offering from E3 in 2022. Um uh, everyone was like e- if you, for a little bit, you know, obviously everyone was going to be like, "Oh no, E3's dead forever." And I don't think their original statement had anything about like another year or anything, but uh they shared later yes like they're gonna return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase so devoting all energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital e3 experience next summer so i really hope that like microsoft and sony and well sony has not really been a part of it for a while but i hope that microsoft and and um other people uh do like their own showcases um I don't know. I was going to say Activision, but Microsoft is going to own them. So it's, is it just Microsoft again? And I was going to say Bethesda, but that's also just Microsoft. So like, you know, all the things it, I used to love are just under Microsoft now. It's just Microsoft, uh, Nintendo, and then all the weeb shit in the corners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I hope that, you know, cause they, those things like didn't really feel like they, they felt like big enough things that they didn't really need the E3 stuff yeah. anyway. And so, and especially w- with the last couple of years with it being digital, like, I don't like what were they offering aside from these conferences that the companies probably would have done anyway. Like, I don't know what they did other than that. And probably no one else does either. And that's why they're not doing it this year. I saw um, part of the, um, the recent like Mac or Apple keynote. And they, um, first of all, like, like whatever, like one Apple loop or whatever their infinity building is called. They still haven't mowed the grass. So this backdrop of this lady talking about the, the apple watch you just look through the window and it's just this just dusty ass field with like weeds growing everywhere and then uh what's his name uh, uh tim cook is tim apple tim apple uh where does that come from uh, John, uh donald trump said it once oh he was talking he was talking about tim cook but he called him tim apple oh okay mm-hmm. yeah interesting backwards pizza backwards naming conventions <laughs> the perfect president <laughs> thoughts <laughs> um but uh then they uh tim cook was in, in like their studio like still talking to an empty audience and the camera would pan around floating around all over these empty chairs and it just seemed seemed weird it seemed <laughs> it, it seemed very weird um much like everything apple does but um yeah i mean do we need an e3 anymore um I- I, I feel know. like I feel like a lot of people <laughs> seem to think so because they sold those tickets when they started selling tickets to the public. They would always sell out pretty quick, and they seem to be making a lot of money off of it. But I personally don't really need to go back. I like those events are always just so crowded and stressful and loud. And if you could get <laughs> most of it out of watching it at home, yeah. I prefer to do it that way. 
Yeah, it, no, it, cer- it certainly makes me regret not going all those years. I had an opportunity to go and didn't because I couldn't afford to go to Los Angeles or California twice in a one month period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I've never been to E3. What, you remember when uh, EA had those fake protesters protesting Dante's Inferno? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wild. Wild time. I did. I did notice that um, you uh, have the abandoned has abandoned been abandoned uh, <laughs> stuff in it, which I forgot all about that game. Oh, I forgot all about it as well. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, just yesterday, someone on Twitter like noticed that. Uh, uh, just I'll read the tweets. So it's Lance McDonald at Manfight Dragon. He says <laughs> Blue Box Game Studios has now deleted most tweets that describe specific future plans for their game abandoned. Three months ago, they they said there would be a playable demo soon. And also previously tweeted a lie about the reason the trailer app was six gigabytes and uh, was because it actually contained way more footage, but it just needed a small patch to fix fix a tech issue. After many months passed, all these tweets have been deleted. I don't think that game ever existed. Um, They have they uh, I don't know if you saw, but Blue Bucks came out uh, after this and released their own tweet. Um, they like a response to the rumors that they were being can- that, that the game was canceled. Essentially, it says recently we have been bombarded with requests and questions regarding the development status for abandoned. In regards to the latest rumors regarding abandoned being canceled, our response to this is that these rumors are false. We're working to reveal. Uh, we, we're working to reveal via the real time experience app and online channel along with the prologue of the game. These were initially planned for Q1 2022, but unfortunately we aren't ready yet as we are, as we underestimated our development roadmap. Therefore, we have delayed the reveal and the release for Abandoned Prologue. We'll release Abandoned Prologue when it's stable, good, and ready. Yeah, so. Uh, Yo. Uh, Kojima, what are you up to? <laughs> That's the top <laughs> comment. Okay, Kojima. <laughs> wow. Well, what is? And then, of course, I, I remember seeing it on Reddit. Everyone's like, this is what this guy does. He'll, he'll make a, a new game studio. And then get a bunch of money on Kickstarter and then not release it or release a shit product and then create another game studio. And this guy's just a scam. It's just genius. Kojima, guys. Okay. Look at look at the name of the game. Abandoned Prologue Real Time Experience. Okay. All right. Real Time has a T in it. Prologue has a P in it. Prologue Time PT. Silent Hills confirmed. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah, it's n- numerology. <laughs> I love numerology. It's so retarded. <laughs> Stupidest thing ever. Could start a podcast about it. Yeah, I right, we're on episode uh, two zero two two o two two plus two is four. There, there was going to be four of us, four. But, but Katie dropped out. Okay, Illuminati. Yeah, <laughs> there's the three. Bilderbergs. three. <laughs> I mean, I mean, have you have you ever seen me and Alex Jones in the same room together? Don't know if we're the same person. Okay, all right. Derek, I, I don't have the drum. I don't have the drum roll uh, loaded right now. Otherwise, I would have done that. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, the um, I'll do better. Yeah, do better. Do better. <laughs> I say we uh, do better to our audience and end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um. Josh, where can people find more of you? Uh, you could find me on all gaming and social media platforms at Inu Joshua. Uh, and Derek? I'm at D. Cranavelt. Also, Josh, I have downloaded Danganronpa. So oh, nice. get get playing because in a few weeks I'll be ready. That's, that's what are another... those anime babes up to? 
that's another game that I know, I know, but ends its story on a, on supplemental material. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find, I got to double check my Instagram name. Um, wow. Okay. You search, uh, I can't remember if it's the last rocketeer or just last rocketeer DJ. Um, I think it's the last rocketeer, the last rocketeer DJ on Instagram, but I just searched the last rocketeer DJ on Instagram and I get my vaporwave indie, uh, side project uh, Instagram page first, so I'm doing something wrong with my marketing. So check it out on Bandcamp. Check it out on Bandcamp. Is Bandcamp still around? Yep, Bandcamp Fridays. Yeah. They're being bought by Epic. Oh shit! Yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can find us uh, at Geekscape Games on Instagram and Geekscape Games on Twitter. That's it, everybody. We'll see you guys back here in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 